0: Good morning. So, um, this year in chapel, our theme has been based on hope. So, I'm pretty much a rule follower when I choose to be, so I'm going to follow that. Um, so, this um, those people that can talk without notes are amazing. I'm not one of those people. So, this talk started percolating in my head on September the 20th of, 20, of last year, 2022. I was hoping at that point that the middle part of this talk would be different, but alas... It's not. Since then, I've thought of doing a Star Wars talk on hope. Because I've been watching all the Star Wars in, crime, in timeline order. They talk an awful lot about hope in Star Wars. Plus, I was 10 in 1977. But <clears throat> I didn't want to bring my family's five lightsabers. Because Dr. Fraze might get his feelings hurt. And quote, that would be wrong. It's not kind. It's not nice. You're welcome, David. turned off. So green, or slide it to power. That would be helpful. So I hear you're supposed to start these things out with a joke. I've already walked up, so there was the first one. The second one, <laughs> I don't take myself very seriously. I take my job serious, and I take this talk serious. So if you've had me in class, you know I don't take myself very seriously. So what looks like a duck, quacks like a duck and has feathers like a duck, but it's full of cement. Thanks for a it, Byron. A duck. I just put the cement in there to make it hard. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, I won. I made the president laugh. So, um, disclaimer for chapel. This chapel is most likely going to be historical. Maybe even hysterical due to the number of awkward pauses and or tears shed by the speaker. You have been warned. Uh, So if you don't already know, there's a non-happy middle part to this chapel talk, but it still is full of joy. So my father would judge a sermon or a talk on how long it took the speaker to reference his first scripture. So I always have a scripture in the first five minutes of every talk I do, so it makes my dad happy. Um, so this one um, is very appropriate for my life right now and for this talk. So it's 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 through 4. And I love the, met, the way the message says this. All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah. Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes along us he comes along us. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through, the hard, through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. All right, so my um, training as an educator, I need to give you a, an advanced organizer, so here we go. Here are the three main talks points of this talk. I'm going to talk about my hope growing up from 1967 to 2000. My hope from September the 20th of 2022 to January the 27th of 2023. And then my hope since before Genesis 1-1. So, um, good mathematicians, we have definitions. So, if we're talking about hope, let's all get on the same definition of hope. So, hope is a feeling of desire and expectations that uh, things will go well in the future. Hope mainly expresses a desire that is possible or likely to happen, aka has a decent probability. Math professor. Wish, well, um, on the other hand, wish is uh, expresses a desire that's impossible or unlikely to happen. For example, I hope I pass this class. Well, have you done your homework? Have you come to class? Did you study? You know, you do all those things that. You hope you pass the class. Otherwise, it's probably just a wish. Um, Today's opening day for Major League Baseball. My baseball team is gone, so those references. But I saw a jersey over here. So everybody today is hoping that their team will win the World Series. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, The Rangers will fail you by uh, all-star break, guaranteed. Um, Other people that have wishes. Dr. McDowell or hopes Dr. Ma- that, well, I kind of ruined it there. Dr. McDowell hopes the Steelers will win the Super Bowl this year. Keegan Stewart hopes the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl this year. Hopes or wishes? I'll let you make the call. I, I keep it my job. All right. So, do, do kids still play "My Dad Can Beat Up Your Dad" game or card? I know for a fact my two boys never said that to anyone because <laughs> I don't even have to explain it anymore. You're welcome. At most, they could say, hey, my dad can out-multiply your dad. <laughs> my dad knows the Pythagorean theorem better than your dad. So this is my dad's um, official headshot. <clears throat> From that, you obviously know that my dad is a preacher. I never played that card. My dad can beat up, my dad barely beat my mom getting up out of bed, so. All I can say is that my dad can quote more scripture than yours, or my dad can kill you with the sword of the spirit, so watch out. Uh, This is my favorite picture of my dad. Um, It's the only time in the 33 years of my life when my dad was still alive that he had facial hair. Um, He had just come out of the mountains of Thailand from doing missionary work. And he didn't want to take his rangers with him. So um, I knew that when my dad was alive that my hope, my expectations that things would go well in the future was secure. I knew that my dad had my back. So that hope died in 2000, July the 20th of 2000. Was I hopeless? The answer will come later. Shout out to my brother, Byron, who always says, better living through chemistry. Because now here's the chemistry part of this talk, so don't worry. I'm a mathematician. I don't know chemistry. Um, That's why God gave me Byron. (laughs) So my hope since September the 20th of 2022 is in two chemotherapy drugs. The first one, carboplatin. So... um, Again I put the little picture up there there's official name for that I put the chemistry up there I mean there's a bunch of C's H's Ns, zeros and PT uh, that's carbon hydrogen nitrogen oxygen and the PT is platinum so no wonder chemotherapy is cost so much I mean they're shooting platinum through my wife's body um, so, Background: November the twentieth of twenty twenty-two, um, Kelly and I go to the uh, the ER. She's gotten some major abdominal pains. 1.30 in the morning, the ER doctor comes in and, in the best bedside manner I've ever seen, Please her sarcasm. Well, Mrs. Rogers, it looks like liver cancer, and walks out. Yeah, she wanted to get up and punch him in the throat. Um, so uh, we went. We had done. We had done chemo before. Um, My wife had kicked breast cancer in the teeth back in 2013. So my brain was like, hey, we've done chemo. We've kicked this thing in the butt before. We'll do it again. So carboplatin was one of the chemo drugs. Second chemo drug is etoposide. Again, find some chemistry person if you care about that. Um, I used to care about both of those two things. But... um, on January 27th of this year, I quit caring because my wife went home to be with Jesus. Um, so these are three pictures of my lovely wife. The one on the left, I took in uh, pre-1987 because it was before we were married. She has on her Kappa Phi Kappa shirt. You're welcome. Shout out. Hey, yesterday was Little Red Wagon Day, National Little Red, Red Wagon Day. I heard it on the radio. It must be true. Um So the one on the left is pre-marriage. We're in college here at LCCU at the time. The one on the right is her last official headshot for her job at South Plains. And both of those, she still has her real hair. The one in the middle is our last anniversary picture selfie on December the 11th of 2022 when she has on her fake hair, which looks just like her real hair. Um, so I I told you, um, on January 27th at 4.48 p.m., again, mathematician won't forget these numbers, my wife died. Um, so my hope in etoposide and carboplatin went out the window because I knew, I knew they were working, and I don't have enough time to tell you how I knew they were working, but I have scans results that tell me they were working up to a point, and then the cancer said, nope, we win. So if you think that on January 27th that my I was hopeless um, because the chemo drugs had quit working or my wife had died, however you want to word it, I wasn't. Um, if you ever find yourself feeling hopeless, you're wrong. You're not reading the right gospel, and there's four of them. So pick one, read it. You have hope. If you're feeling hopeless, my office is in the math building 106. You can come. We'll cry, we'll read, we'll hug in appropriate ways, Josh, so we don't have to report it. (laughs) So, um, if Kelly were still alive, she'd be mad that I put those three pictures up of her, so I chose one that is totally flattering of me. Um, This is just a normal day in our life. Um, Not really. This is uh, February of 1987. We're engaged. It's Master Folly's time. Um, I still have hair, which I don't miss my hair at all. I mean, I'm being lazy and growing it right now, but, you know, don't care. Um, It's really easy. You get up in the morning, take the pillowcase, buff the dome, and get up and come to work. (laughs) All right, so my last point is my hope that I've had since before Genesis 1-1. I'm I'm finishing my 30th year as an LCU professor. professor. That means I've been on campus 34 years, 30 as a professor and four as a student. That turns out to be a maximum of 5,100 chapels that I could have attended. Back in the day, we parked our dinosaurs outside, and we had chapel five days a week. We also had assigned chapel seats. My first one my freshman year was the second row, second seat. It was awesome. Splash zone. I brought tarps all the time for the speakers. Um, How many of those 5,100 possible chapels do I remember? Not a lot, to be honest. How many will you remember? Probably not a lot. Um. They took attendance when you had assigned seats. If you could bribe someone to sit in your seat, you were counted present because they were up there in the booth and they just looked for empty seats and marked them. Uh, one chapel speaker that I do recall is Gerald Jackson. He spoke in chapel, I can't tell you when, I'm terrible at dates, um, either late 90s or early 80s, since I've been here since 93. Um, he said this more than once in chapel My father runs the universe, what does yours do? I win, my dad can beat up your dad game every single time. My father runs the universe. What does yours do? He also runs the universe, so it's a tie. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, finishing up the this part of the chapel talk, Second Samuel 22, 1 through 20. Um, I can still take you downstairs at Sunset Church of Christ basement where I heard my youth minister, Rex Boyles, read this to us for the very first time. Um, It's when I remember hearing it for the first time. I may have heard it before that. But um, for the biology people, I'm sure it's the Y chromosome in me. But I just absolutely love this imagery. And the song that we sang fits to it. So 2 Samuel 22, 1 through 20 David sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. From violent man you save me. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The waves of death swirled about me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called out to my God. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The foundations of the heavens shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, bolts of lightning blazed forth. The Lord thunder from heaven. The voice of the my, of Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered the enemies, bolts of lightning and routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed and the foundations of the earth laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of his breath from his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. You have hope. All right. Um, so that's the end of the talk. Housing stole my idea. I turned in my chapel talk before they announced the uh, Gulo Hall key hunt. I'm sure my scavenger hunt will um, have just as much energy and desire as the key hunt did. Um, it's all, it was the main talk in Cal 3 this week was... Have you found a key, or would you have hidden a key? Where would Jordan hide his keys? He's proud that his keys haven't been found yet, blah, blah, blah. I would would have been the one out there searching for it. Like, I almost went out searching for it, but um, it's probably because of my achiever strength. You're welcome. Um, So I'm sure this will, um, I'm running out of time, Um, generate just as much energy. So here's a picture of a plaque that's somewhere on LCU's campus. Um, I could tell you where it was back in the day. It's no longer there because the Welcome Center is sitting on top of it. So it used to be in that park. So it says, to measure time, to serve as a monument to the immeasurable, the lasting influence for good in the lives of LCC students, past, present, future, the generosity of the family of Dr. Sam Arnett, in giving 20 acres comprising the original LCC campus. So I have a um, Starbucks gift card in my wallet for the first student, or, I, yeah, let's go, let's go students. First student who can tell me where this is and what's, what it's on. Okay? You're welcome, and now the magic words, you can leave me.